Okay, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Purpose Podcast with Medic CEO and author of One with Purpose, Andrew the Morris. Hey, Andrew. Andrew Bog, how are you today? I am doing well, and that is correct. I am your trusty co-host, Andrew Bogue, and you know I'm, I'm working from home. We both are uh, sharing our screens together today to to record the call from our our home offices. And you know I'm I'm glad to be able to connect with you, even if we're not able to do so in person. Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad we are. I can't guarantee you won't hear barking in the background. Maybe a, one of my teenagers might come down and say something, but. Hey, uh, uh, COVID life, right? Working from home and doing the best we can to make sure that uh, that we can stay on and, and do the right thing. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I was. I wanted to ask you. You know, it's been it's been a couple weeks since we last talked, um, so I, I wanted to to pick your brain right off the the top of the the conversation here and see is there is there a single word um, that you think you know kind of sums up the last few weeks of of the normal we've been experiencing now with uh, working from home and everything COVID related? Well, there's, there's definitely been a lot of self-reflection. I'll say that self-reflection is probably a word uh, or two words, right? I mean, but, but that everybody's doing, that everybody's doing, everybody, everybody's probably practicing that in their own way. But, but for me, I think there, there's one thing that um, one word to me that that has been coming up a lot is uncertainty and, and and from the time Andy that we started this journey I wanted to solve uncertainty for our our company and our team I wanted to I I I I very much dislike uncertainty when I when when I'm uncertain I get nervous <laughs> you know especially especially in an area maybe that you sh- you should you know, whether it's work, like I have a job I'm supposed to do, I'm coming in every day. I want to feel confident that I know kind of the direction I'm going and in, 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 in who I'm working with and how I'm working with them, right? Um, so that's from a work perspective. And then there's a lot of uncertainty that I've seen just socially that people are, you know, I'm taking out the garbage this morning and, and talking to a neighbor of mine and they're like, hey, I heard that or, you know, there, there might not be school this fall. You know, Governor Pritzker said prepare for e-learning and, um, and, and, and like basically two curriculums, e-learning and regular school. Right. Again, uncertainty. And, and the thing that from a work perspective and a social perspective, Andy, the thing about uncertainty, it, it causes stress. It causes people to be uncomfortable. And so – you know, from a work perspective, I love what what our team has put together so far in this COVID work from home or remote work uh, uh, um, kind of curriculum for our company is that, you know, it wasn't just me making the call. So, so the one thing I'll say with uncertainty is that you got to lean on your team, lean on each other, and, and you have to have a good ohana, a good family at work to make sure that you're really understanding what people want. And we're not perfect. We are not perfect, but we are, we are communicating with our company once a week, every Friday, telling them as much as we can, uh, trying to understand what people need and what people want and trying to communicate as much as possible what we have going on. The thing where I think we're falling short is telling people when we're gonna go back to work because I really don't know. 
And, and so when you're a leader today, people expect the leaders to have a lot of answers and be able to guide people in the right direction. We're only doing what we can do with the information we have from the federal government and the state government, right? So well, we have- You know, sometimes, you know, from my perspective too, sometimes it's enough just to hear that from leadership though too, right? Just that, hey, I don't know right now. Here's the information that we have and as best as I can tell you, but I'll be honest with you, I don't know. Sometimes that is more impactful than just not sending an email and not having a call at all um, to, to be leveled with and, you know, to give that explanation, right? For me, you know, the uncertainty isn't a place where I want to live. So in this podcast, we're, we're talking today, and, and you know, we, we want this call to be authentic and just kind of free flowing a little bit and just have a conversation. Right. And we don't, we don't exactly put together like, here's the script and here's the agenda. And we talked a little bit before the call. And the one thing that we got to is this, how do you solve uncertainty? And, and how comfortable must it be for, must it be for people to just kind of be flowing each and every day with the uncertainty of, of just not knowing? Right. And I, I think that you've, you hit on that point of just communicating and, and being sure that you're uh, checking in with your team, because I know I've appreciated, you know, having managers um, that I speak to, at least on our team saying, you know, checking in with me, making sure I'm doing okay, you know, checking my pulse. Um, and then also, like you said, communicating the things they know and also the things that they don't know and that they're, you know, trying to build on. So, um, you know, I think that's a, that's a great point of, of keeping everyone in the loop and also understanding that people could be in very different places, especially when you're dealing with a nationwide workforce, you know, um, different states are seeing this differently. They're being affected in different ways. And right. it's, it's so important to understand that it's not one size fits all right now, right? I, I think the term like, the new normal has been thrown out around a whole bunch. Uh, but for everyone, that's there's a million different normals. You know, you said there's families dealing with uh, figuring out how to balance watching their kids, their kids finishing school with work. There's, uh, you know, people who, who need to get back to work as quickly as possible. There are some that are going to be comfortable with one day to not comfortable with another. And it's, you know, being understanding that there's a lot of different types of uncertainty out there, not just one straight, you know, condition across the board. Yeah. And, and, and I, I have a lot of different, different friends. I mean, it, it's really not, I don't, I don't particularly hang out with one set of, or group of people. I have, you know, friends that, you know, are sports people, music people, um, you know, folks that, you know, are in engineering and, and friends that I grew up with that are more industrial and or uh, blue collar type of work. And when you talk to everybody, you do get different opinions. And then you have people that are kind of right in the middle and you get back to that word of just uncertain, like they don't know how to behave. So they're, they're kind of, they're either, they're, they're either falling on, on, and, and wanting to side with caution. And then people that are kind of leaning towards, yeah, I think things are going to be okay, but not sure. And so you have, you have, you, you have this completely, you know, all these different groups of people across the country. And it's so you have different states with different levels of things going on. And then, and then how about work? How about, how about the, that same conversation with work? You have businesses that are completely shut down. You have, you have, you have businesses that are working right now. We're working, you know, we are, we are a part of the, 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 the essential workforce from the perspective of 
putting people to work that are that are supporting our our, our healthcare uh, in the United States. So um, you know, this is absolutely one of these things that that you know that, that you just can't. One size definitely doesn't fit all. To your point, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, there's so many different factors to to consider here, um, and I think it is just important to you know be keep a pulse on the latest information in you know every area that you're working in, and then uh, you know the not only from uh, government guidelines and and you know, the health system guidelines, um, but also just from, you know, the industry in general um, that you're, that you're working in or, or that you serve, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I want to touch back on, you know, from what you're seeing from the perspective of, you know, be, being leader of an organization, um, you know, here with medics and in the staffing world. And, you know, you spoke on the one part, um, you know, one of the challenges of, of kind of this, the ongoing situation that we're in has been, uh, number one, communication to um, sort of, clarify some of the uncertainty that's out there and and make sure people know that hey even if I don't know something we're we're keeping up to date on it and we will let you know once we know um, that's one part of the puzzle um, another piece of it has been you know how do you how do you make a team still feel like a team um, in, in the face of something like this in the face of a crisis and, and uncertainty so I was wondering if you could touch on a few of those things of how are you you know trying to maintain um, this team culture, the sense of, you know, we're, we're working together, even if, you know, we can't be in the same place right now. Yeah, I've been, I've been thinking about uh, that a lot when it, when it comes to, uh, um, you know, I'm a huge football fan, and I'm hearing about all these football teams are going to start doing kind of remote training camp. And, and the draft just happened, and, you know, the team that I enjoy watching is the Green Bay Packers, and, that, and, and the coach of the Packers talked about, you know, remote work, sorry, not remote work, um, you know, doing this uh, kind of remote um, training camp. And, and first and foremost, you know, whether it's, a, whether it's a sports team or it's a company or a family for that matter, you have to have these pillars that are just in, like rooted in the ground of values. If you don't know what you stand for and you're not consistent with your values, it's hard to start to build this culture going into something like this. Mm-hmm. So I think that you have to start with kind of a base of what, what are your values? You know, in our company, that has been something that has been just, you know, first and foremost, from the start of this till now, we are rooted in our values, you know, and, and excited about how those have kind of positioned us for, for, for going through this. And then what is your core purpose? Why do you exist? The Simon Sinek stuff, it's real. It is totally real. And why do you exist? You know, we exist to positively impact lives. How do we do that? And so we have a whole definition and, and we make sure that we are rooted in that stuff. And then, when you, and then when you have that stuff, Andrew, the thing for me is like, all right, then, you know, you know then what are we doing to make sure that we're staying connected? So, you know, we do two to three huddles a day. Our, our team does in the field. They're doing two to three huddles a day. Um, and the huddles aren't necessarily um, huddles only for, for, for business. It's also like, hey, how are you feeling? What's up? How are you doing? Right. It's small talk. It's connection. It's a sense of belonging and, and being a part of something. So we, we do that often. We do a lot of check-ins, right? We do this idea of, you know, we call them our, 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 our fast tracks or our huddles. 
but we want people to come together as often as possible. We even do it in the office when we're in the office because we want people to come together because a lot of, a lot of folks, you know, we have all different types of people that work in our organization and sometimes people ask for help in different ways. Right. Um, and then we've been able to set up the situation where we're identifying star performers. And so, you know, we have themes every quarter. Right now our, our theme is kind of ninja warriors. And, and we're having a really great time um, You just calling people out. Like, you know, one, one example, you know, that I'll, I'll put out there is just, you know, we had someone in our company say about someone else this week, I cannot thank you enough for locking arms. Locking arms to help other achieve goals is one, achieve goals is one of our core values. So this, you know, I cannot help you, I, sorry, I cannot thank you enough for locking arms with me over the weekend and reaching out to our talent to get them in the door for Monday. Thank you so much for spending the day Saturday and Sunday tracking down talent. You are so awesome. Uh, you know, I'm excited to be, you know, your partner. You know, those things, I have like 30 of those stories yeah. in our company. And this idea of going above and beyond in, in, in culturally just showing up for each other is happening because of all the deep-rooted stuff that happened, you know, before going into, um, into COVID-19. So, really I think awesome. that is one of the funny things is that, you know, I know a lot of the things I've been seeing that we've been doing at Medics and that has um, kind of been fueling the team spirit is, is nothing that's entirely new. I mean, obviously the, you know, purpose and values have been built into our organization um, for a while now. Um, we've had these mechanisms to be sharing uh, uh, recognition across the organization um, and different tools that we've implemented over the years. They've been in place um, and even remote work. You know, we started ha having teammates do a little bit more of that and having people join in on conference calls and things like that from wherever they were able to join in from. So I think it's, it's interesting how these tools that we've had have now gained importance. Um, and it's really, you know, shined a spotlight on the different ways that we could use it um, given the current situation. And, and, and you know, as, as a dad and, uh, um, you know, a business professional and a husband, you, you know, I remember, you know, when I grew up, you could always, you always had these sayings, right? Mm -hmm. And the sayings and the sayings like, oh, my mom and dad used to say this or my boss always says this, or my, my, my partner at work or my friend at work uh, or a buddy always has this kind of tagline. And we, we have had those things too. Being, being consistent and saying stuff over and over again sometimes isn't a bad thing. You know, we have this saying at Medics that we got from Harry Kramer, uh, former CEO and president or CEO and chairman, I believe at uh, Baxter Healthcare, one of the things that, that has been ingrained in our culture is we are not interested in being right. We're interested in the right answer. And I say it over and over and over again with also giving people permission. I don't care if you're the, if, I don't care if it's the, you, you just got here to our organization. You, it's your first day or someone's been here 19 years. Please if you, we all have blind spots. If you see something, no one, no one's interested in being right. Right. We're interested in the right answer. So if you see something, please, please point it out. Not only to that point in this environment, Andrew, we've also said, hey, if your parents, your aunt and uncle, your brother and sister, friends, if their company's doing something better than us, tell us. 
we're, we're not perfect. We, we want to do everything we can to show up for each other. And we want to show up for our talent that we're placing. We want to show up for our customers in a big way. And if, and if we're not doing something right, okay, fine, we'll own it and we'll fix it. Uh, and, and, and I think that has been and should be important right now to every organization because working, if you're used to being in the office every day, seeing people working together, sometimes you can fix stuff because you see stuff. Now you're not seeing a lot of things and you need to be able to communicate, be transparent and eliminate that, uh, that uncertainty that we talked about as much as possible. Yeah. I, I like that idea because it, it, it puts it beyond just the idea of, okay, this, this moment in time has caused us to use more, you know, technology, more video conferencing and more emails and, you know, online um, tools to be submitting feedback and stuff. And those things are great and have really helped facilitate the way we work right now. But the things I think you're talking about are a little bit deeper than that, right? They're um, part of, of company culture that you need to instill um, as well as, you know, just a way of thinking about things. Um, and, you know, that idea of being agile and, you know, I know the term gets thrown around a lot uh, as well, but, you know, innovative and trying to think of different ways to, to be doing things. Um, because I know that we've seen that at Medix that, you know, we've had to, to think about things a little bit differently um, in the last month out of necessity. Um, and do you think that that's something that, you know, we'll see even more of, um, you know, as we kind of uh, transition into the next steps, whatever they look like, um, of, of the situation at hand? I, 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 I do. I, I think that, I think that the world, the world of work as we know it will, will change there, there will, there will, there will absolutely be some changes. And I think healthcare will, will change. There's, there's a really, you know, there's a really cool company out of Chicago called Livongo health. And it's, it's, a, 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 a you know, a very much a digital healthcare company. And I think you'll start to see a lot of transition when it comes to healthcare uh, and how healthcare is, is, is consumed. Um, you know, both, both payers and providers will have to, will have to adjust. So, so, and then from a work perspective, you know, we're finding out right now, there's so many companies that were resistant and, and had such strict policies about work at home mm-hmm. and, and remote work. And, and, and it really flexed, you know, based on the industry. If you have to run a CNC machine, you know, CNC, you know, if you're a CNC lathe operator and you got to run a CNC machine, okay, you got to be at work, right? You got to be there to actually work the machine. Right. Um, you know, I know automation is happening. A lot of things are happening. So there's, there's different, there's different things that, that, you know, different kind of different hats people need to wear for different lines of work. But yes, innovation right now is, is, is happening before our eyes. Companies that were not sure if they were going to be viable went into, the, went into this pandemic very viable. You know, um, different ways to, 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 to behave with people online, different ways to collect data. A good example that I can give you is our, our company that we own, Talent Today. Talent today is has the ability to assess soft skills in individuals and understand those people better. So when they come into the workforce or you're communicating with them online, you know how to behave with that person better. And it's just it's just such a great tool. It's such a, a great platform 
that that you're finding, we're finding today that that tool where you know companies liked it and it was it was doing okay. Right now in this environment, they're valuing that data more than ever before because there isn't this 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 ability maybe to be in the same office, get out to lunch with someone every day, have that small talk. It allows people to have this information and data right in front of them to 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 kind of understand how to connect the dots and and communicate and behave better. So yeah, I think innovation will, will happen in a big way. And, and, and there's really smart people in our world that are, um, you know, on top of a lot of things. So uh, super excited about the, about what's going to happen coming out of it. Yeah. Look at the NFL draft and how that was done. Right. And they're even going to learn from that because that could have been probably done better, but you don't know until you do it the first time. Right. And so I, it was, it was, it was super authentic. You had people, you know, you had families in living rooms that were telling other family members, get out of the way, get out of the way, you know, you know, you know let our, let our uh, son have the spotlight or whatever. The, and you had other families that were crying and hugging, you know, other families were running up the stairs and screaming for like the little brother, or the little nephew to run downstairs so they could, you know, hear and see the news. You right. know, it was, it was kind of raw. It was fun. It was, it was kind of like we were okay with it. Because of reality TV's kind of brought us there anyway, <laughs> you know. All these years of watching reality TV, I mean, come on, I mean, it's, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty girl. So that that that's an example of the way we work, the way they were doing that. How about how about the Michael Jordan special, right? I mean, people are watching TV more. I I haven't been in front of a TV at a dinner table on walks more with my family in the last four to six weeks than in the last 20 years. Yeah. I've been married for 20 years, almost 21. And so, I mean, th- there has been some good that's come out of this too. Uh, you know, this, this, the whole adage, stop and smell the roses. Who actually lives next door to you? I had a great conversation with one of my neighbors had no idea that that person could be a possible big time mentor for me. Mm-hmm. But when I grew up in Appleton, Wisconsin, I knew all my neighbors, good, bad, or indifferent, by the way. Right. <laughs> I knew the neighbor, you know, he couldn't go on the lawn and the neighbor who didn't want to talk to anybody, but we knew who they were. Sure. We knew who Mrs. George was and we knew who Mrs. Frank was and we knew, we knew the Shimmicks and the Stammers and the Garrity's and the, and the Files and the, and the Cotters and the Schultzes and the Lipke's. In the churches, in the Koleskis, we knew all of them. We knew all the neighbors, right? I don't know all my neighbors. What's the value in that? Yeah. I went over to my neighbors. He pumped up my, my kid's tire for my bike. I couldn't go to the bike shop. And he, and he actually like, hey, you need to do this too, and you need to do that. I didn't know what to I, – I, I don't know how to fix a bike, right? I mean, it's just like it, it brought me back a little bit. Also, this whole experience has also brought me back from a personal perspective. Not to change subjects on you midstream, but <laughs> but I, I had to get that in there because it's so important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're seeing it shift everything, right? From like you said, from work to to home life, um, to the way we're consuming content and media. Um, and you know, I don't know if we if we want to touch on it, you know, at all here too. Is you know, are we seeing are you seeing a shift in staffing in general in the industry? Because I know we've spoken a little bit about what we're doing, particularly as a company, but you know, kind of from a big picture, what staffing's role is 
um, in this whole process as not only we're looking at the uncertainty now, but as we look ahead to the next coming weeks and months as the economy starts getting back, you know, into a, a, a different sort of functioning uh, state. Yeah. Well, from an industry perspective, I think we're, we're really positioned super well. And I think we're positioned really well because of, of how we have behaved with organizations. Right now, there's a, there's a myriad of organizations that are getting different rules, different ways they have to behave and function. And a lot of times, they look to organizations like us who are experts in employment and staffing and how to really solve that problem. I mean, at the end of the day, we're an extension of everybody's HR department. Mm -hmm. and, and, and having the ability to lock arms with different organizations right now and get, get innovative with them, help them solve, you know, the, the needs that they have right now because they're figuring out different industries and different organizations have to, have to come up with new plans and new ways to, 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 to go to work every day. And I think, you know, I think we've had probably 28 new customers, 38 new customers in the last month that have come to us to say, hey, can you guys help us do X, Y, or Z? And, and because we're, we're, we're in healthcare, because we're in biopharma med device, because we're in health information technology uh, and in IT and, and, uh, and have, have, have had success in engineering, we have now been able to sit down with them and say, hey, what is this customer doing? Um, what is the industry doing? How, how can we help you solve you, you know, your needs? They're, you know, they're coming to us and saying, hey, could you guys actually do these things for us? Could you help us find this or set, set, set this protocol up or set, you know, set this workforce up for us? And you know, I think it, you need to have a, a connection with a flexible workforce organization that can 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 fill in the gap for you right now, and so um, yeah, and I and I expect us to get super busy once we come out of this uh, um, and stay busy because people will start to get projects, things will start to happen, and 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 people are going to be nervous to add full time employment. They're going to want to have that flexible, you know, supplemental staffing or contingent workforce to get to get the work done that they need. Yeah, I, I mean, that's why I appreciate um, from a staffing perspective, right? It's, it all comes back to that idea of uncertainty. Organizations are uncertain of what their workforce is going to look like, um, you know, in the years ahead. And, you know, job seekers right now are might be very uncertain about where their next opportunity is going to be. And that's where, you know, staffing uh, companies can come in, you know, to serve both those parties and, and hopefully make uh, the next steps in, in the future of work seem a, a little more clear, you know? Yeah. And I, and I would, and I would tell organizations coming out of this, there's, there's obviously lots of people that are unemployed right now. It's sad. I mean, it's incredibly sad. I, I would, I would, I would tell employers when you're looking at talent today, one of the things that I think is super important based on where we're going, not where we are, is that, you need to find people not only with the right technical skills, but you need to find people with the right soft skills mm -hmm. because it really makes a difference. It really makes a difference. And so, um, you know, resumes, resumes are terrific. Someone's LinkedIn page is terrific. You know, you don't see a lot of bad resumes and a lot of bad LinkedIn pages, but when you want to really peel back the onion and get to know somebody, Sure, you want to verify technical skills and make sure that they have those stuff, right? If they're clinicians or engineers or whatever the case may be. 
but those soft skills are so important. And, and, and today I think about that more than ever before, because there's going to be some people out there that say, Hey, I need, I, I just need a chance. And, and, and if you understand maybe their soft skills and their aptitude and their willingness to, to get after it, you might have a gem that, that over the next decade might be a, a, an incredible resource for you. Um, be willing to train, be willing to um, create a shadow program where you lock maybe a high performer next to a certain person that has great soft skills and a great aptitude and let those people start to, to gel and be a great, uh, you know, Starsky and Hutch in your organization. I, I love that because, you know, I think it could be easy, especially with, you know, turning to this virtual remote work kind of world. And if that's going to be, you know, a reality for some industries for at least a short term future, it can be easy to kind of trick yourself into, oh, well, all you need is the technical skills to get something done. But like we've talked about and we've seen within our organization, those soft skills and that those values pieces rise to the top all the time. And, you know, they're going to come through in, in any kind of communication and meeting and interaction. They're going to be important no matter how we're working. So to always keep those top of mind is huge. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what, Andy, I've really enjoyed this conversation today because it, it's allowed me also to reflect. Yeah. And I love the fact that it's not scripted because, you know, I'm really thinking about a lot of the things, personal and professional, that, that have come out of the last, you know, some months. And we got, you know, they're saying here in Chicago, we're not going back to work basically till June 1st. And then how we're going to go back to work is going to be, is going to be very unique. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm right in the middle of a lot of, in, right in the middle of stage of life where I have, I have a 17 year old, I have a 15 year old, uh, two boys. And then I have a, of a, of a, a soon to be 13 year old daughter who's, you know, my, 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 you know, my daughter's saying, you know, what, you know, am I going to have, be able to see friends for my birthday? Right. And that's a big deal for, for, for a young person. You know, we have, you know, we, you know, my wife is wondering kind of how she should behave. How should, should I behave from the standpoint of there's a scary thing going on out there and, and, and should I let my kids ride their bikes or not? Right. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're all working together. Um, you know, we're all working together trying to figure out, you know, you know, you know, is my kid going to, you know, there's a lot of families that are wondering, is my kid going to college this fall? You know, mind you, those are the same people that did not have prom and graduation. Right. Right. So, you know, I appreciate this conversation so much because it's, you know, for me, it allows, it's allowed me to reflect and appreciate the things that we do have right now, but you can't, we're human and it's frustrating and there's a lot of stuff going on. And I love how we started the conversation around try to solve the uncertainty in every aspect of your life you know, you have this big hole of uncertainty. You got to fill up the hole as much as possible because the people around you from a personal and professional perspective have less stress if there's less uncertainty. And, and we talked about culture. We talked about the idea of, you know, still, you know, chipping away and trying. If you don't have core values, now's the time. And I'll tell you, I tell you, I'll tell you how to do it. In, in this environment, you will see your high performers and your star performers. Here at Medics, I have been able to see my star performers in the worst environment maybe we'll ever see. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and I've seen the culture of our company. And when we didn't have good, solid core values, it was looking inside the organization at who are the people inside your organization 
how are they behaving and who are those star performers? If you could identify four or five, six star performers in your company that are not part of your executive team or leadership team, and then, and then you say, if you're going to start the company all over again, and, and you can only have those five people represent you, what type of characteristics and traits do those five people have that every single person that you hire in your organization would have? And you can start chipping away. I know I've worked with different companies before and helping them develop their core values. Um, I just think it's so important because it leads to your core purpose, which ours is to positively impact lives. And then it leads to, um, you know, having the ability to onboard and, and find the right people. And it's just, you know, I feel so blessed because we, we talked about culture and we talked about communication. We talked about uncertainty and, 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 you know, when you're having these conversations, you're having just free flowing you know, the ability to talk with someone that you love being around, you know, you're a great partner on this call. Uh, it, it's always fun to do that. Well, thank you. And I, I appreciate this call too. Said it's been a good time for, for me to, to reflect on some things as well. And before I let you go, I, I want to make sure we, we leave on a, a high note here. So, you know, we've been reflecting back on the past a little bit, but let's, let's look ahead uh, for a minute and just give me one thing that you're excited about, something that you're looking forward to in the, the next uh, couple days, weeks, months? Uh, what do you got on the plate? Yeah, I would say um, I am, I'm looking forward to my dad's 86th birthday. Oh. June 6th, uh, sorry, May 6th, May 6th. Uh, my dad was born May 6th, 1934. Wow. Um, I'm doing everything I can to talk to him every single day. I, he, he, he makes it up to my sister's house. Uh, makes it over to my sister's house to uh, my sister also lives in Greece. Both my, my sister and my, my dad live in Greece. Um, that's where my family's originally from. So to be able to Skype with my dad as much as possible um, and or talk to him on the phone. Um, you know, I'm cherishing those days because right now he's not every fall. He comes back right to see my kids play sports, to, to, to spend time with my daughter and, and, and to spend time with my brother and, and his kids and, and, and knowing that he, he's probably not gonna be able to come back in the fall um, because of what's going on. Um, you know, people talk about, you know, overcoming adversity. That's going to be a tough one for me. It's going to be a tough one um, for, for his grandkids because they love seeing them, um, you know, and so I'm looking forward to celebrating that birthday. Um, we'll do a little party for him. It's right around Cinco de Mayo. So nice. we'll, uh, we'll do a uh, Dennis Lamoris, you know, Papu, which means grandpa in, in Greek. We'll do a Papu Cinco de Mayo day and, um, you know, not the kids, of course, but sure. um, we'll, cel we'll celebrate. So I'm looking forward to that, uh, Andrew. That's good. We've, what about you? What, what, are you looking, what are you looking forward to? We've got a little bit in common. My, my mom's birthday is coming up. It's, uh, it's right before Mother's Day, too. And usually I try to, you know, take her out. We'll go to a, you know, a Cubs game or something. We'll, we'll make it a, a whole day. And now we don't really have that opportunity. So I'm definitely trying to find a way to, you know, still make the day special for her and, you know, make sure we can connect because, uh, you know, I'm sure it's hard for all of us, but my heart really goes out to those people who are, you know, celebrating good things right now and, and may not have the opportunity to connect with the lo their loved ones in, in the way that they expected to. So absolutely, glad to have something to look forward to and something positive in our days though. Yeah. And, and I'm looking forward to the, the Green Bay Packers winning the Super Bowl this year. This is the year. Uh, I know you're a Bears fan. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not really seeing it, but, you know, uh, best, of, <laughs> best of luck to you. Um, I'm sure your two quarterbacks will be getting along famously. Uh, so it's going to go great. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for talking today, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. See ya. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Purpose Podcast with Andrew Lamoris. For more information about this podcast, our blog, and Andrew's book, check out purposefulceo.com.